Welcome to the last episode of Conversations with Women of Color. Your hosts Anusha and Megan round up their thoughts on the first season 2020 and let you know what to expect in the new year. We hope you enjoyed this one. Hey Dee, how are you doing? Hi Megan, I'm good and you? I'm good, thank you. It's the final episode. I can't believe it. Like, wow. Yeah. December 6th. Wow. <laughs> How did we even get yeah, here? I have no idea. I just remember like how we were planning and, you know, when we started with the first episode, everything just went by so quickly. Yeah. I feel like the whole year was, yeah. yeah. I mean, we say that every single year, the year flies by, <laughs> but the year was literally a blur. Like, yeah, we've just been yeah. in March, um, March every single month until now. <laughs> it's still in March. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't believe it. You know, like every month when you go on social media, people will launch that like a little meme saying it's a new month. And, you know, everyone was, you know, adding the December mantras and stuff. And I just looked at it thinking, Gosh, it's December. Like you said, the whole year just feels like a blur. I couldn't believe it. It's like the reality of this year ending hasn't uh, set in yet. I don't think it will. I think like when New Year's hits, then only it's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's 2021. <laughs> like, <laughs> it almost feels just surreal. Yeah. But I'm actually very happy to close this chapter. It's been a very rough year and yeah, I can't wait for this year to end. Mm, and I hope the new year brings on some positive things for everybody, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. 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 So what do you have planned for the festive season? On my side, I don't actually have any plans. Um, we're trying to keep it very low key. I don't even think we're going to do like big Christmas lunch or anything. We're just going to be like the two of us, Nikesh and I at home because of the numbers and just, yeah, COVID. Um, but I said, okay, cool, let's just get little gifts for each other <laughs> because we don't know yeah. gifts. I mean, we don't mm. really celebrate Christmas. We're just together with the family. But this year, I think, will be slightly different um, depending how it goes. But, yeah, I don't see much happening. I'm working throughout the whole of December as well, so I don't okay. have any leave. And your side, what are you getting up to? I don't have any plans. Whatever plans we had, we basically had to cancel. I think now with the second wave and just with COVID in general, I'm trying my utmost best to avoid crowds and stuff. And just generally speaking, I don't like the festive season. Mm. It's very overwhelming for me. And I don't know, I just feel, I always feel very like overwhelmed because it's busy. You know, wherever you go, there's just so much people. And obviously right now we're all trying to avoid large crowds. So I I think we'll, we'll just also take it easy on our side. Perhaps on Christmas I'll, I'll go to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we're also just trying to keep it like low key. And if we do go out, it will probably be um, in areas that are very well ventilated and where we can possibly avoid crowds. Mm, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, like last night we took a drive just to watch the sunset and we stayed in our car, mm. <laughs> which is very comfortable. <laughs> so, yeah, and safe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't mind doing that. I also don't like the crowds as well and I don't like too many people. And yeah, I don't like noise. <laughs> I'm past that stage. <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching my 30s now. So <laughs> getting oh, old. <laughs> so young. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, what's what's one of the biggest lessons you learned this year? I think to take care of yourself, hey. I think we all learned that, but I think even more this year for me. Um although I'm I'm usually somebody who does that anyway, it's I think it's more of a a all-round kind of thing so not just like taking care of your physical body or your mental body like or your mental health taking care of every aspect of your life so financially um emotionally all of that looking at every aspect and kind of narrowing it down to like okay um what's stressing you out in this in this field or was this part of your life you know what do you need to improve on so i think yeah taking care of yourself and just um evaluating all your <laughs> decisions i guess growth mm-hmm. in that in that case for me i think yeah just making sure that i have a plan and i have i know what i'm doing um i feel like when i was studying last year i didn't know what i was doing um i didn't know my plan um but this year i got a lot more clarity with that and i was able to you know look after myself <laughs> in the same time yeah. and you megan what did you learn gosh there were so many lessons that I learned this year I think between 2020 and 2018 this is one of the toughest years ever but I mean if I have to tie it down I think that having a solid savings plan in place is so important because this year was so unpredictable for many people and I mean obviously with covid it hit the economy real hard so many people lost their jobs um so many businesses were affected so i think you know just having a solid uh, savings plan important making sure your finances are right that was one of the biggest lessons i learned and then also like i think sometimes i i tend to react to things i think that this year i learned to practice kindness and and you know just take it to the next level because everyone's fa- fighting battles that we may not even be aware of you know even like just going to the store i was so grateful to have those essential workers there you know making sure we could buy groceries and stuff and yeah i just i just feel like you know i made sure that i wanted to practice more kindness and just be grateful mm, you know? i hear you 100% the same from my side as well i think this year did also bring a lot of good it was obviously a bad year <laughs> for many people um but i mean in terms of kindness and seeing people really go out of their way to do charity drives and feeding schemes all of that stuff was so good to see that there's so much good um people around and good humans yeah. willing to go the extra mile and the thing with kindness as well is like i always say we don't need to be kind because somebody's facing a battle that we don't know about we need to be kind regardless you know we mm. need to be kind because we are kind and and because everyone deserves kindness so even bad people they also deserve kindness or or whatever the case may be um i just think that you know kindness goes a long way and we can't choose who we're being kind to or why we're being kind we should always be kind where we can be kind you know um of course yes don't let people um run amok with you or anything like that but um let's all be kind because you know we can always choose to be kind i fully agree with you and um yeah i just think that you know like i say people are fighting battles that we may not even be aware of so mm. you know instead of just reacting yeah. try to just be a bit more mindful in your actions um and so this year i really just try to do that because I mean I really don't know anyone that can say wow this year was amazing 
every single person was directly affected by COVID, um, directly or indirectly. So, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I just think that going forward, we really need to be kinder and also just be grateful. Like Like I said, I've never in my entire life been so grateful for essential workers, you know, just the people mm. there, you know, sanitizing the surfaces and making sure we could get our groceries or all our essential items. And, you know, the other day I was just looking at one of the guys in um, in Clicks. He was busy ringing up the, he was ringing up the sales and he basically had to sanitize his hands after every single transaction. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're doing 50, if you're helping 50 customers in an hour, that means you're sanitizing your hands at least 50 times in an hour. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of hand sanitizer. And I mean, they have to do it because mm. they're dealing with money. They're dealing with cards. You know, they're touching things and you may touch someone's hand. So it just made me so grateful. Like that small little act, I was just so grateful. And I just said, thank you so much for helping us. And, you know, just for being here, we really do appreciate it. Yeah, I agree. Like all the medical staff as well, we had to work when, you know, we didn't, we weren't forced to go into office anymore. Um, all of them worked extended hours and with the pressure of COVID and the cases and, and the first wave, it was quite um, scary and like crazy for them as well. I know a lot of them were burnt out and yeah, yeah. I also think that we should be grateful for for them and for everybody that's doing their bit. I think everyone's trying their best to um, do their bit, no matter what it is. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a luxury for us to have mm. that option of working from home because absolutely, all you need is your laptop. You need a good connection and you mm. know a little office space. But for so many people, unfortunately, that's not an option. You know, they have to go, have to go in. into the office the hospital or wherever they work mm. um so yeah that was pretty cool that you could work from home as well 100 percent. Meg I wanted to ask you what stood out the most for you from any of our episodes I feel like that's choosing one of your favorite kids or something it's such a <laughs> difficult question to answer because um every single episode I learned something you know the woman we spoke to was so so phenomenal but I think one of the things that stood out for me was the episode with the ladies from Amazi. The ladies, you know, they were obviously just mm-hmm. dropping gems and just, you know, speaking about such insightful things that's happening in the beauty industry. But I think Davia spoke about investing in yourself and that really hit hard for me. You know, she was just speaking about how important it is to, you know, further your studies or invest in yourself as a brand. And um, since that episode, I really reflected, you know, on what she said. I actually went and purchased a course so that I can, you know, further my studies and um, become better or just acquire more knowledge in the industry that I work. And another thing she mentioned um, in that episode was we should stop saying things like, you know, we need to make sure that um, businesses and, and brands are more, in, we should stop saying that they should become more inclusive. You know, people say like we should, women of color or men of color or however people identify should be offered a seat at the table. But it's so hard to offer people seats at a table where it wasn't actually meant for a person of color, you know. And I think she said something so profound like, stop saying that we need to offer people a seat at the table. We need to break down these systems. We need to start our own tables or, you know, create our own tables, start our own businesses, you know, invest in ourselves and things. And I think that was one of the most um, 
profound moments for me. I think that's something that I keep thinking about. I try to implement it into, into my life. I try to think about that in terms of the services I offer. And like I said, I even went to purchase a course on Black Friday because it was forked out. Less 70% that I've been wanting to do it for quite a, a few number of weeks. But I really like I really um took what she said to heart. Um, so yeah, what what is something that you learned from one of our guests? That's amazing, Meg. Firstly, well done on purchasing that as well. I know you spoke about it quite often, and I'm so glad that you got it as well. Um, it's really important, I think, for all of us. Um, Divya mentioned quite a few gems in that episode. But touching on the seat at the table thing, I actually remember Ishe had mentioned um, something very similar. She was like, it's time we we grow our own table, we, we create our own tables, and we, we don't longer fight for seats at other people's or other organizational tables. And I think that from that episode, I, I also started thinking about it. And also the fact that we don't actually always know where things originated from. She highlighted like samosas are made like throughout the world, for example. So it's always good to educate yourself and read up more and research before assuming things and I think that that's something that stuck with me but overall the the most um, important thing I think that I picked up throughout all the episodes is that women of color don't receive enough funding enough um, capital to start their own businesses or to um, just yeah grow their own kind of side hustle anything like that even if they have a plan and they have the knowledge and the skills there's no funding for them and you know I don't know if I can change that but the fact that we all know this is an issue um, I think it's important that we, we try to create these kind of funding schemes or get bigger organizations or whatever it is to actually help women of color start become entrepreneurs and start their own businesses um i think this was a common thread in in the um episode with amazi beauty with selena and fiona that's what came up um with the share as well so yeah i think that's the most important thing that you know women of color need right now is funding yeah that's true i, I remember they mentioned um that you know a lot of the funding is controlled by men um, so you mm-hmm. have to go there, you know, you have to present your business and um, it's it's tough as a woman, you know, not only to start a business, there's so many factors against you, mm-hmm. um, but then also like acquiring finance or getting that support, it's not easy. And I never knew that. I never knew that it's um, controlled by men. So um, we definitely need more funding schemes that are controlled by people of color um, that just makes it easier for women to to access those funds. Absolutely. Um, and mm-hmm. the audience as well, please let us know what did you learn or what took, stood out the most for you from our guests. Um, you can use hashtag CWWOC and let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'll definitely check out um, some of your responses on social media. Um, Danusha, what do you think is the biggest challenge women of color face today? Yeah, I think I mentioned the funding that that I think is the biggest thing. And then also just, you know, being represented, being seen and heard and respected. I think most men are still in senior positions. at Most companies, most industries are still controlled by uh, white men and 
we need to change that. There needs to be more women of color in, in senior positions. There need to be more women of tech. I mean, more women of color in tech. And just, yeah, more representation overall for all different kinds of women. Um, South African women are so diverse. There's so many um, different races, different cultures that need to be represented in the media, um, you know, online. We need that representation. And, yeah, I think that's the big thing for me. And, uh, Megan, what do you think um, is the biggest challenge that women of color face today? I think those biases and microaggressions are still very much alive. And I think that women of color, especially, they're still treated as an afterthought. You know, if you look at um, organizations, if you look at corporate, for instance, how many women of color occupy top um, executive positions? Like, it's so sad that we are skilled, we are educated, but we're not taking up space. So I think um, that's one of the biggest challenges um, that we face you know, access to having access to resources or having networks, um, you know, that support women of color. It's, it's just like they aren't enough. For instance, um, Nafisa spoke about, you know, the lack of diversity, especially for women in the tech industry. Um, and it's just sad to see that, you know, there aren't many um, organizations, you know, starting up networks or just starting up enough um, projects to give women of color a head start or you know give them access to these resources and these networks that so many men have celeste actually spoke about you know the many uh, challenges that women of color face in corporate but then it also extends into the household so in many households women women are still required to do things like the chores you know um they still have to be the primary caregiver and in addition to working or having challenges in corporate or in any business even if you work as a freelancer or entrepreneur you still have those added challenges as well so we really need to start um breaking down these you know these systems and we need to start challenging these old systems we just need to start challenging them and we i think um as women in 2020 we still don't have equality and for me like the biggest thing is I don't feel safe in my own body. You know, as a woman, when I'm walking outside, if I'm in an Uber, if I'm in, if I'm at an event, and it makes me feel very uncomfortable because we're not safe, you know. And it doesn't matter where in the mm-hmm. world you are. As women, we we don't feel safe. So um, there's still so many challenges that we need to overcome. And, you know, I just hope that we can all do something to um, eradicate these challenges. Yeah, I hear you. The safety issue, I don't know if, you know, that's something, you know, that's been going for so many years and decades. And it's it's so scary and it's so sad that we're still going through this. I don't know if we'll ever feel safe, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I hear you. And I also think that the equality is definitely a large issue um, throughout mm. the world. And we need more senior and executive roles to be filled with women of color, especially. Yeah, there's there's lots of work to be done. Um, and there's lots that, you know, all of us can do, whether it's individually, um, companies, organizations, governments, There's there's lots that can be done. And hopefully you know, one day things do get better for us. Um, 
so yeah speaking about the microaggressions and speaking about those gender stereotypes um megan how do you think that we can support women of color we need safe spaces um not only physical safe spaces but in corporate for instance or if you work in as a freelancer you know um so many women especially women of color they don't feel like their voices can be heard you know because there's there's so many um biases and things against us so what we need is safe spaces where we can express ourselves so in the business let's say you're working in corporate let's say you are an hr um practitioner you know can you voice your opinion you know is it is it a safe space you know are you going to be treated differently if you speak up about certain issues or um you're going to be labeled as angry black woman um if you you know bring up any sort of um inequalities that you notice in your organization for instance so i think that it's important that we support women by creating safe spaces where we can openly have conversations you know how can organizations how can businesses how can networks support us um that for me is so important and then the physical aspect of of safety personally I, i don't know how we are going to solve that issue or going somewhere if you are going to an event or if wherever you going actually just you know make sure that people are aware of what where you going and just try to be as cautious as you possibly can and you know what i really hate saying those things because it makes it seem as if you know women are the ones that are that should be accountable but mm-hmm. we also to stop we need to start telling men that you know stop raping us stop objectifying our bodies stop um being violent against women and children you know um that conversation we we need more of that i hear you i also don't like saying that to women but the reality is that we have to do that but of course it's not on us and we shouldn't be blamed and we are not accountable for our own safety mm-hmm. if somebody else or men are you know raping us or trying to rape us or whatever the case may be it's not on us but i hear you and honestly i don't mm. know what's going to happen you know in the new year and how our future is going to be in south africa um but i do hope that it gets it gets better for us um and coming back to your um corporate safe spaces i love that not sure if you read the book um feminist fight club but no, that's exactly no, what they did it. Yeah they they had a group so it was the feminist fight club where they would all sit together you know every week or however often and speak about their corporate issues and this is you know a few decades ago where equality for women was you know at the pits so they would they all they would meet and they would talk about their issues and they would help each other and they were all from different industries and backgrounds um but they helped each other and i think that's needed i think that that would be so great if we could mm-hmm. do that um i think there's so many of us that really could benefit from something like that 100% yeah i also think that from a it should come also from i mean if you some mention it should come from you know a school level as well where we're teaching young girls to be assertive we we, we need to stop saying that you know you're too loud or you're too bossy we need to stop calling little girls bossy that that for me is completely wrong i mean i still see people yeah. do that to their kids today oh she's so bossy she controls the whole house she's only 3 years old i'm like no 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 
that's just you know yeah. young girl you know um having her voice in the world which is great yeah. we need to encourage that we need to let them be assertive we need to raise them to be confident and to have high self esteem to be you know confident internally and externally and we need to raise that from a young age they need to be comfortable in saying no in in putting up boundaries i mean that needs to start from a young age already um and into the you know um high school and we have varsity days that will carry them for the rest of their lives um yeah yeah but isn't it also amazing mm. how we um call girls bossy but you know with boys it, they don't get the same terms like if you're telling a girl a little girl that you're bossy you shouldn't be rather change it to you're showing really good leadership skills exactly exactly and in the book it talks about that as well as how men are encouraged to, to speak up men are encouraged to um share what they think and they are encouraged to dominate the room whereas women are told no you're too loud you're too you're too bossy um you you shouldn't be so loud or whatever the case may be so yes the way we raise women and re- the way we raise men needs to be the same it needs to be um equal on all fronts absolutely i need to get that book <laughs> i've got so many books <laughs> i can read it oh you have it okay, yeah cool. can swap. Yeah, cool. <laughs> sure um, i've got like five more books that i need to get to before committing to any new books um but that you. sounds like a, that sounds like an interesting book to read denusha what can people expect in the second season So I think the second season will be quite similar to the first in the sense that yes we're going to speak to powerful influential women of color in different industries of different backgrounds that kind of thing um but I think next year it might be a little bit more themed so I think we're going to have more of like okay the beginning of the year maybe you know a, a corporate theme I'm not giving away the themes here but for example it might be a mental health theme um i think it'll just be a little bit more streamlined in in that way so that when we we chat we we kind of have a theme of the month for instance and i'm looking forward to chatting to um so many people so many women that um we didn't get a chance to chat to this year and some new um faces that we will be hopefully getting to interview in the new year and yeah i also think that um we will have a little bit more of lifestyle as well um just to mix it in there as well i think our episodes are very serious <laughs> but it's good to <laughs> have a little bit of variety in there as well yeah i definitely agree with you um i think next year we'll have a bit more um lifestyle experts and i mean just in south africa alone there are so many phenomenal women of color and i just can't wait to chat to them next year so yeah i think the second season is going to be pretty exciting i think so too um it's been fun though so far so that's that's yeah. pretty cool yeah so megan what message do you want to leave the audience with um for 2020 <laughs> going to focus a little bit on the festive season because everywhere you go at the moment it's you know everything is merry and cheerful i mean if you go into if you go into any store um i went into woolworths the other day they even had like this gold dusted cheese bread <laughs> everything is like indulgent and it's wow. festive and you know people are playing like this 
really nice music and things. But I think we just need to be mindful of the fact that not everyone is in a good space right now. Um, not everyone is feeling the festive cheer. So, um, you know, if you are privileged enough, you know, and you're not feeling great, you know, use your medical aid or, or just your funds to, you know, speak to a therapist if you're not in the best space. And, you know, it's completely normal to feel overwhelmed at this time of the year. Like I said, not everyone is feeling the um, festive cheer. Uh, if you don't have the luxury of seeing a therapist, you know, speak to someone in your network, speak to someone in your family or your friend, anyone or your group of friends, anyone that you can trust. Um, and then just to bring it back to like diet culture as well, because like I said, at the moment, everything is very indulgent. You go into the shops, they have like special ranges for Christmas and stuff. And people are just, you know, enjoying the foods. And with that comes a lot of a lot of guilt for certain people. And, you know, if you are going to be, you know, visiting a, a group of friends or you're going to be seeing family members, try not to make comments about people's weight or the amount of food they're eating there's no need to be shaming anyone for gaining weight so many of us have gained weight this year we had a tough year and um, if you are going to be at any function um, with or any gathering with your family try not to shame people especially people who occupy larger bodies try not to shame them for having a second helping or indulging in a chocolate cake there's there's really no need for it and if you are struggling with um you know all these messages that gets thrown at us every single day by the food or the diet um culture um try to remember that there's no there shouldn't be any guilt when it comes to food you know just enjoy it try to um, implement some healthy activities as well and um you know make sure that you've got mantras as well so something that I like to tell myself is I choose to put my energy into my growth and not shrinking my body or counting calories does not bring happiness um what I always notice around Christmas time and I used to do it in the past back when I used to diet obviously I don't do it anymore but there's like there's a strong sense of guilt so if you Let's say um, on Christmas Day, for instance, people are obviously, you know, eating a little bit more. So then the next day they feel as if they now need to punish themselves by going on an extra long walk or, you know, going to the gym and working out a little bit harder. So, you know, try not to put too much pressure on yourself or try to practice some sort of kindness. Make sure you have mantras in place that um, remind you that, you know, you are so much more than your body size love that thank you so much i think it's so important to remember that especially around christmas and new year and all the festivities that go on it's it's kind of hard to do that and remind yourself but mm. i think it's so important that we do um eat the trifle and you know just enjoy <laughs> it and not feel guilty after oh my gosh um mm. but for me it'll be peppermint tart not that i have anything against oh. trifle <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just a peppermint tart kind of person. Yeah, um, oh, peppermint tart is delicious. Mm. And it's perfect for, you know, this weather as well. Because um, it's quite nice and cold. It helps to cool you down as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I would also say that, you know, keep your boundaries this festive season. Some of us don't uh, enjoy it already, but we're forced to be around people or 
family even that we don't actually want to be around. So if you don't want to be around people, you can totally avoid it. Um, you can totally say no. You can, you know, be a little bit selfish with your time because it is your time at the end of the day. And we're all kind of burnt out. We're all feeling the, the overwhelm feeling right now and if you want to just rest and you don't want to be around people that's you know totally up to you don't be forced to surround yourself with people that you don't want to be um, around and yeah take care of yourself um, seek help if you need it know that you know there's nothing wrong with needing a therapist or going to therapy or having to take meds for anything um, yeah just take care of yourself because only you can take care of yourself no one else can do it for you and yeah just always choose your own peace and choose your own happiness um at the end of the day nothing else matters if we aren't happy and we aren't peaceful within ourselves um and yeah i love that you shared mantras as well that does come in very very <laughs> handy for most things in life um meditation as well journaling is great and also um you can start planning for your new year now or if you already have started planning well done i'm still getting there but um yeah plan for 2021 um you can start now though you don't have to wait for the new year and you can put in your habits and your your whatever goals from now and hopefully work towards it from now you don't need to wait um life can change whenever you decide to change it that is so um that's very fascinating and very helpful thanks for sharing d i think that i believe in the power of now um mm. a lot of people um you know, tend to wait until January and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you've got to work on a plan that works for you. But in the same breath, there's also nothing wrong with starting right now. There's absolutely nothing wrong with planning right now. Or, you know, if you are wanting to um, kick out certain habits and things, you can start working on it now already. Come January, you've had a head start and, you know, you've already been working on it for a couple of weeks. So, yeah. And then also like, it's that time of the year where we tend to see um, family members that, you know, maybe you only see at the end of the year. Um, so it's so mm. important to have boundaries in place. And it's one, it's 100% okay to say no. If you're not comfortable going out now with COVID and stuff, people need to respect your decisions. If you're not comfortable being around certain people this time of the year, or you're just not feeling cheerful and merry, that's okay, you know make sure that you have boundaries in place um, because at the end of the day, you need to protect yourself. You need to protect your mental space. And yeah, remember to practice self-love and self-care. Absolutely. And if you can't afford to spoil everybody <laughs> with presents this year, it's totally okay. Please don't yeah. um, overspend your credit limits and things like that to, to get gifts. I think <sighs> people should understand this year has been terribly difficult for most of us. And yeah, we don't need to um, put ourselves in debt <laughs> to start the new year. Thank you so much, Meg. I really enjoyed the conversation. We wish everybody all the best for this festive period and hope it goes well and that you get time to rest and recuperate and make some time for yourself. And we'll see you in the new year. Thanks, guys, for all the support, for listening and sharing um, our 
episodes and you know just sharing our podcast as well we really really appreciate all your support and we hope that you enjoy the festive season whether you're on your own or just with a small group of people remember to be safe mm-hmm. um stay at least 1.5 meters away <laughs> and remember to sanitize your hands and most importantly wear a mask absolutely please be safe yeah. guys and please practice you know social distancing and Follow all the rules, wear your masks, and take care. See you guys in the new year. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining Conversations with Women of Color. Check out our social media channels. Search for Admus underscore Danusha and The Authentic Girl across all platforms. And if you enjoyed the conversation, share it with your friends, and we'll see you in the next one.